0: Know what the, is in the song, but I feel it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, it's, a, and
1: it, it's playing, Rob. You just gotta, you know, it's there.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Better Than Broadway, season two, episode
2: seventeen. I feel a good podcast coming on, guys. I feel We're good. We're having
0: one. a good time here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we hope you are too. Um, But uh, before we get started today, um, we need to begin on kind of a somber note. Um, Eldridge Coleman, uh, better known as uh, superstar Billy Graham, passed away this week at the age of 79. Um, A bodybuilder, champion bodybuilder in his own right. He essentially revolutionized what we know as a pro wrestler today. He was flamboyant, he was big, he was larger than life, and he kind of led the way for these big superstars that WWF and WCW formed in the eighties and nineties um revolutionized the promo uh he was a very uh he had the Muhammad Ali style wrestling promo which uh Ric Flair really and truly perfected in the in the early eighties but uh to the Coleman family we are sorry uh we're deeply deeply saddened by the loss and we are so sorry for your loss uh, we send our condolences to the whole family at Better Than Broadway. Um, rest in peace, buddy. Rest in peace, superstar. Uh, we love you. We miss you. Yeah. Can, Way can, champion of the world, too, man. Can, can
2: we can we talk about him? for? I mean, he deserves a little bit yeah. of time. I What well, well, we where's his biggest accolades? On our play. Oh, I mean, his biggest accolades is literally being the muse for fucking Hulk Hogan. Like, how does it and, – and Ric Flair. And Ric Flair. Like, you know awesome. – and Dusty Ray, like who can all of the legend? He's the legend of the legends. Like it doesn't yeah. get any bigger than that. Like even if the guy never held a belt, which he did, like world champion guy, for a year. Yeah, and then um, and he he didn't want to lose to Bob Backlund, but you know um, you know it was it was it's one of those things to where like if it wasn't for him, we literally would not have the things. I I feel like he created the gimmick. If you want to talk about leg- legacy, I don't really feel like there were gimmicks before superstar Billy Graham. Superstar really. Billy Graham saw gimmicks and like and he created it. And like, you know, I mean, they didn't have like, what was it? Um, He was around before there was fucking entrance music. They didn't have entrance music back in the day. Like Sergeant Slaughter oh. started the entrance music, right? That was like two years or three or five, however, five years. I, You know, for all you historians, I'm sorry, but like it was afterwards right like with the little thing like they didn't even have entrance music. This man was coming in there and getting pops from people acting crazy jumping up on the second rope doing a double bicep. He was a bodybuilder that literally worked out with Arnold Schwarzenegger He was Arnold Schwarzenegger's like partner in the gym. And when you see him next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're like, who's that midget next to superstar Billy Graham? <laughs> the guy was massive, man. He had a massive personality, he was massive physically. He was the archetype for pro wrestling and pro wrestlers. And as I think Paul Heyman said, he was the very first sports entertainer. Love it. Okay. okay. Great even, recap on that guy.
0: Even uh, you know, even you know, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers didn't come close to what uh Superstar Billy Graham was, and he truly was a superstar. And and you know, you know who trained uh, Billy Graham?
2: Oh, that's a good that's a good bit of trivia. I don't. Who's... Stu Stu Hart. Oh, that's right. I did know that. I did he know was that. He's a graduate he was of the, the heart heart dungeon. Family Dungeon. Yeah. So on top of being this over the top gimmick, the guy was legit he was a
0: solid work. He was a real. He was a shoot technician, good worker. It's just you know, it, it, it's it's kind of like you know when Hulk Hogan was in Japan. You know, yeah, he has this massive move set, and I mean, he could he could do just about anything, I and mean, he was known for his cravats, he was known for his submissions, and all this other stuff, but when he came to WWF in the 80s, you know, Vince McMahon says, you know, you're going to do five moves to do them, and then you're going to finish him and finish them in one yep. drop, you know? Yep. But his finisher, his he had a, he had an ace crusher finisher, he had a submission finisher in Japan. I mean, he was a stud.
2: Well, when he yeah. left, like you said, when he left WWF or whatever it was, and he went over to Japan, he learned like karate or taekwondo, and he started doing kickboxing moves and stuff like that. So he was doing more shoot hmm. stuff. Like so he yeah. completely went
0: away from that set, but and then the came style. back. But that's it the was. Style. Yeah, it was a strong style. More you know, you know, style like has always Japan. been always yeah. been that way. And, and you know, they yeah. they hit they hit harder, they kick harder. I mean, they they the mat the mat is harder, the 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 tables hurt more. I mean, Japan is Japan's brutal, dude. Like you know, well, no, like
1: even when a, a, a guy I follow on uh, Facebook, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm in Japan learning like Shotokan uh, karate, which is totally different. Um, sure. You know, it's kind of more like we're like, oh, we don't punch the head, we punch full force to the body. And so it's like, and they do that. So you feel the pain of how hard you're getting hit. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Cause like people just sit there and just trade, 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 trade. And then, oh, leg kick. And then like your legs numb. And then it's only oh, get punched in the chest and the stomach again, again, again. It's, it's, it's brutal.
0: That's why so many wear kick pads.
2: Yep. If you guys want to see a classic hall of fame introduction, watch superstar Billy Graham's induction, Hulk Hogan puts him over like nobody else's like to see as a child especially if you're like around our age and Hulk Hogan was kind of your idol growing up maybe you don't really know who superstar Billy Graham is if you want to know how much of an impact superstar Billy Graham had on this you need to look no further than watching his Hall of Fame I can't remember the year but Hulk Hogan introduced him and and he puts him over like nobody's business like literally said, I went to a wrestling match and I saw him and I decided I wanted to be a wrestler. Literally said, Billy Graham is the reason Hulk Hogan decided Mm. to start wrestling. Wow. So, um, I mean, and so that's that's a little bit of history if you want to go back into that. And uh, Rob, I think we have a little bit more history that we're going to cover this week. You want to tell them about it? Yes,
0: absolutely. But before we do that, Superstar Billy Graham, 1943 to 2023. Rest in power. And thank you so much for all your contributions to the industry. Uh, Yeah. uh, Speaking of which, um, Chef, uh, Chef, thank you. You got a a message from a friend of the show, uh, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Big Nick. What's up, Nick? What's up, Nick? What's up, Nick? Thank you for uh, your email, Chef. Take it away. So,
1: um, yeah, our our friend Nick, you know, messaged us on our, our Facebook page and was like, hey, will you review the 1989 Royal Rumble. And I was like, damn right, we are. Like oh, that yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs>
0: it's like, like the second one
1: ever. It's like one of the it, best. It's the second one ever. And it's like, you know, I was seven in 1989. So I'm like, well, I wasn't really even watching wrestling. So I have no idea who's on this card. I mean, it's out of like the it's out of the knowledge of like, okay, I remember these guys in the past, you know, 10-15 years won the Royal Rumbles, where they had their, their their their
2: their their you know their pops. And I'm like, I have no idea. Oh really? What's on this card? Remember, so that's funny because, like, I you know you're the elder statesman, right? You're the old man here. You're you're. I mean, you Rob and I are just 39. So, but (laughs) I actually was watching. I was watching hardcore back then, and I almost didn't even need to look at the card. Like, I remember, like you guys watched it back. Like, I'm I'm high. I've actually got it up here now. But like, I mean, those characters to me are wrestling. Like, I mean, it's just I don't know, man. It's 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 one of the best. I remember because I couldn't. We didn't do the pay per view, right? We couldn't. We were too poor to do right. that. But yep. I remember renting the VHS tape from Blockbuster, <laughs> <laughs> Coliseum home, exactly. home Video, exactly Coliseum Home Video. So and this, I would rent uh, that thing
0: every every week. <laughs> so this Royal Rumble, even though it was only second Royal Rumble of all time, the first one in nineteen eighty eight, won by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, this was one of the most pivotal royal rumbles in history because it set up uh one of the biggest angles of you know the 20th century which was the uh implosion or explosion Uh, of the mega powers hulk hogan and Which, which culminated at wrestlemania right yes it did so uh we'll get into that but uh nick wants us to review the whole show so we'll go ahead and start with uh the first match of the of the show oh it my was- gosh
2: like when you're reading these like the first match of the show like like think about this like you've literally got the heart foundation or right yeah. like basically hacksaw jim duggan which was probably my favorite second maybe first favorite just because of the two by four and the ho. Oh! Right. Like and then on across the street, you've got fucking Dino Bravo, which was one of the biggest, baddest heels like of that entire period. I remember when he was doing pushups and they introduced earthquake and the ultimate warrior was in the ring. I was watching it on a Saturday and the ultimate or and they just started beating the crap out of ultimate warrior. Dino Bravo had more heat than probably anybody else in the country at the time and a legitimate 600 pound bench presser. Wow! Like what the hell? And if you guys watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring, there's a great documentary on him because he had a horrible, horrible time afterwards. He ended up getting murdered, and the murder was never solved for smuggling oh, cigarettes from Canada. So a oh, little
0: bit of trivia. Wow, that's terrifying. Uh, so, yeah, okay. We, so yeah, we do have Hacksaw Jim Duggan the Heart Foundation, uh, That's um, Fred Hart, Jim the Anvil taking on Dino Bravo and the fabulous Rougeau brothers with Jimmy Rougeau in brothers, the corner. What
1: what I love about this was like during the whole thing, you know, the crowds chanting USA, and it's like you guys realize it's Canadian, except yeah, (laughs) 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 like (laughs) literally, I mean, maybe North America versus France, but like it's like okay, everybody. But then, but then Dunning gets (laughs) out there and just one ho, and everyone's like, "Let's go right now!" Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so uh, the first fall, the first fall, Bret Hart is pinned by Jacques Rougeau with a uh, kind of like a meteora off the top, road, like, a, like a butt splash. I don't know. But then uh, the uh, the Hart Foundation and uh, Hacksaw uh, take the second uh, the second and third falls. Jim Duggan with a little bit of uh, trickery with the referee's back mm-hmm. turn, wax um, wax Dino Bravo with the two before. And Bret Hart gets the uh, the sunset flip roll up pin for the one two three, and uh, the uh, U.S. Canada uh, alliance win that match.
1: What uh, I like also about that is like when Duggan gets in there, like a Hacksaw spends a good ten minutes, maybe maybe less, of like just getting the crowd amped up, just the hose and the posing, you know, and then like and then when he gets in there to to wrestle. He's not wrestling. The guy isn't in a bar fight. He's like throwing telephone poles, just bang, 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 bang. And then he's like, Oh, then I'll, then I'll throw you on the ground. And it's like, okay.
0: And (laughs) And the thing about hacksaw Jim Doug is that he was a legit tough guy. I mean, he literally, I mean, he, he is a, he is a tough, tough dude. Rarely got injured. All, sometimes he worked hurt I mean the guy the guy was a beast but Justin go ahead I'm sorry
2: no 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 I, I was just gonna add he's actually an uncle of a friend of mine and you know, I've, I've got pictures of my um my friend Lindsay that uh you know of her him at like um family reunions and stuff like that or whatever and he's just I mean he's still she said that growing up she just remembered growing up because she wasn't even really a wrestling fan but they were all family and they would go to gatherings and he was just he's always the character And I Mm. think that's, that's the lot, that's the thread that you can see that's common in all this stuff is these guys live their gimmicks and like, and, and I'm, you know, watching these matches back and seeing this crowd and how hot this crowd is for the opening match of a Royal rumble. That's pretty much just a six man tag that I don't remember it having a whole lot of buildup. I mean, I'm sure they did something, but like, uh, the thing is, is that these guys take so much time pandering to the crowd and and like, you know, you hear all the, um, you know, the, the stories and time like, oh, you're going too fast. And the, the, the people today go too fast. And my question to you guys is, would this match work with today's crowd the way it did back then? It would work with me, because they're heroes. But if you just get like, uh, the New Day, and, uh, you know, well, maybe the New Day is not good, because if Big E come back, everybody would go crazy. But you know what I mean? If you just get like, yeah you know, two or, you know, six random people to come in there. And if they just kind of pander the crowd that way, do you think the crowd would be that crazy and that hot? Or they were like, we want to see some action. That's the question. Ryan. Um,
1: It it, it depends on what they're, what they're doing. Like, you know, if someone like walked over to the announce table and put out like a beer or took a beer from the audience and just chugged it, people would react. So I think, you know, at that point back then, you know, Duggan and the Heart Foundation were so huge that you could do the chant from the audience. But now today, like you, you need to, th- it's when it comes to even like screenwriting, you have to slow down to go faster. So, yes, I think it would because if you know you give people time to breathe, then you get them ready for the next
2: moment. But you know, it can't just be like, "Hey guys, cheer for me." You got to do something spectacular. That's true. I didn't think about that, Rob. What do you think?
0: Um, Bully Ray said it best. You know, he's uh, maybe it was Paul Heyman was one of them. Um, good storytelling is good storytelling, and if you can keep the crowd interested and you can keep your uh your your movement hot and everything works, hot tags, things like that, you get as long as people are invested, you're fine. I think that matches like this will definitely. You know, they stay. I mean, there, there's a reason that Nick wanted us to review this particular show. Yeah. And maybe it's because of the implosion of the Mega Powers. Maybe it's because he loved the Heart Foundation, hacksaw Jim Duggan. But, you know, the bottom line is people still talk about these events years and years and years mm-hmm. down the road. I mean, WrestleMania 3, what do we, what is the one thing when I say WrestleMania 3? What do you think about? What's the first thing that comes to your mind?
2: Was that well, Hogan slamming Andre the Giant? Yeah. Right? Okay, I was about to say that. Yeah.
0: What's yeah. the second thing? What's the second thing that comes to mind? Savage and the Dragon.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Savage and Steamboat. That yeah. match and it's one of the best matches in the history of professional wrestling because the story was so good and 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 you know Savage took out you know Ricky Steamboat and and, and the heel turns and all this other stuff, all the, the twists and turns. So, I mean, you've got a lot to think about there. And and that's why we love to talk about, hell, even the ladder match between Razor and HBK at WrestleMania 10, that was 30 30 years ago. And here we are Mm -hmm. talking about it to this day. So good storytelling is good storytelling. It is, you know, and
2: and now that you're sitting there talking about it and I'm thinking about it and kind of breaking it down in my head, I think it's almost like these these guys – are able to go slow and they're able to, I don't want to say get by. That's a, that's not the right word, but they're able to do these things with less intensity and less like video game style violence um, because of the work that they put in on the front end. Like, I think these guys made themselves so big stars, like, and when you're a huge star, you can do whatever you want to. Like you go back and you look at like Hogan and the rock, right? Like, you know, those two guys, like they just sat there and just read the crowd and the crowd was going crazy because they're two of the biggest stars in the world, two of the biggest stars ever in our industry. So like, I think, yeah, like now to answer my own question, I feel like somebody like a Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns right now, they could do almost nothing in a match, and it would be phenomenal because mm-hmm. of the pandering that they could do to the crowd. Um, well, but to But if, to if, that, to if that. you put in a Will Ospreay, and, you know, well, I don't even want to say that because I he's huge. But, like, if you put in two, like, good workers, they're not going to be able to do the same thing to get a reaction.
1: Maybe not. Sure. I think a lot of it is it kind of comes down to, I think, WrestleMania two years ago, when it was going to be the, the the greatest match ever, it was Brock versus Roman. And then, you know, I think someone got hurt and they had to end it fast. And it's like, you know, dragging things out actually helps, you know, but, you know, you got to have you got to have those those highs and you got to slow things down to rev the engine again.
0: And it's Uh, a lot of reason that these guys had long careers is because they were able to work slow and really take time and build the crowd because, you know, these guys now they're they're doing, you know, jumps over the top rope and they're doing flips and spins and all this other stuff but I mean it's, it's neither here nor there it's different strokes for different folks and you it know is. we love it all we love it all and those um, guys match. those guys back in the day also weren't doing
2: all those flips where they were doing lots of drugs and recreation I feel like the oh, guys yeah. nowadays are a little bit cleaner and it probably offsets that so well I think you know to that point is you know back then
1: you have a lot of big people not because they were athletically big, but just because they were big and now we have pro wrestlers oh, are like athletes and because you're doing all this extra dangerous stuff that like, if you don't have the muscle to protect yourself, like you will get hurt. Yeah. Like, wrestlers used to look athletic. Now they are athletic. Yeah. But yeah. uh, I'll tell you this thing. When the, the common factor before the Royal Rumble actually hit was, did no one tell these guys that they couldn't be skipping leg day?
2: Like everyone had these giant torsos and like these chicken legs. Hey, like wrestling's an upper body sport. Okay. Matt Hardy said <laughs> it himself. Matt Hardy said it himself, wrestling's an upper body sport. All you got to do is put on some baggy trunks with the big boots that cover up your small calves and the knee coverings that cover up your knees. And then you can put pads on your thighs if you want to. <laughs> Fine, Ryan. Just go out there in the suit really a suit of armor. It'd be like Crush, like that story when Crush was in the video. Or was in, And I think Kevin Nash came up to him and he's like, what are you doing? He had 315 on the bar in the squat rack. And he's like, you about to squat that? He's like, hell no, I'm not going to squat that. That mm-hmm. would crush me. I'm going to overhead press it what (laughs) can you imagine that as strength athletes now it's like you can't squat 315 but you can press it over your head for reps like that's the way they think about it but you know what (laughs) nobody's out in the ring back squatting anybody they're out in the ring doing the press the strut you know the strength thing so i mean Mm -hmm. it makes
0: match number two of the night is uh rock and robin the women's champion uh versus judy martin uh, something that was important in this match was that uh, Sherry Martel, sensational Sherry, gets in the ring before the match cuts a promo and says, no matter who wins this match, I got next and I'm going to see you at WrestleMania. So you you end up having you end up having this match, Rock and Robin beats Judy in about 6 minutes. Um the importance of this match is Rock and Robin defended the championship one more time and then it went vacant until 1993 until alundra blaze showed up in wwf and won the women's championship four years <laughs> later she'd throw it in the trash but that's beside the point um so yeah uh shortly which back- we have
2: a podcast on if you guys would like to go back and listen to that one we did it with the person that made her biography uh it was a fantastic podcast it's episode i don't know ryan you you you're it was the, two episodes ago i think episode, two episodes 15. Ago, yeah, so 15
0: there you go yeah, yeah. so uh, not, not, i mean not a lot here um you know, well, I, I,
2: I think, you
1: know, in this match, we, we, we can point the finger at the, uh, the root cause of global warming with how much hairspray they used,
2: <laughs> you know,
1: like, that's what started El Nino, is the amount of hairspray that was used in that building for those girls' hair. And probably all the other pro
2: wrestlers mm-hmm. there too.
0: Sherry Martel, rest in peace. We miss you. You were you man were sensational, best. Sherry. She uh, was she, she was better. one of
2: the originals, right? I mean, oh, she yeah. was one of the best, the first and the best female heels, um, valets. I think, and in, in my opinion, like when I think of like bad girls back in the day, and I don't mean bad girls like Uday Bad. I mean like you know she, heels, she was, yeah. I, I think of Sensational Sherry, and I think of Luna. Yeah,
0: Sherry was one of the most legitimate heels. In wrestling, ever I she mean, had heat, she man. Just, she just exuded. Just, you, you just, you, she just, you, she just seethed. You know this, this, this charisma. But it was like this heel charisma. It was really good. It was just something you just can't. Is because quas is the French say, but you can't you just can't put your finger on what it was. <laughs> but damn, she was good. That the, 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 had the, it, man. Sparkle, the the glitter on the face and the, the makeup and just which was ahead
2: of its time because nobody was really doing that and like now girls do that all the time just when they go out to like when they go out to like Applebee's and shit but like (laughs) I can't okay so we need to talk about if we're going to talk about that match we have to talk about these little segments that they put in for the Royal Rumble in between where the guys are picking their balls like they're in a little hopper like they're doing what they're just doing bingo they're picking their balls Ryan they're picking no, no. their no, balls, no. Ryan, because it's no, about no. to be a thirty-man gang bang inside the ring. Rob, I'm sorry, uh, his uh, words, oh, not mine. Leaving. But these, no, they're technically your Children. words. I just, <laughs> I them <just laughs> for you. Sorry. What well, we're talking about? Wrestling. We're just talking about wrestling, Rob. Get your mind yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. gutter, Rob. It's just a bunch of guys ganging up on somebody listen, else. And listen, listen, you. <laughs> <laughs> no but <laughs> aren't those segments good like i wish they would bring yeah. that back watching this i'm like it's comedy it's light they're all like they're like oh my goodness ha. ha, ha. yeah but you still don't know when they're coming out but they like right. get excited or they get happy and you see all these guys and jake who's excited
1: drawing like number four like yeah I'm like yeah I'm i know but destroyed. like you see
2: all these guys like jake the snake's got his big python around him they're all on gimmick and they're just grabbing a ball out of a hopper like it's so ridiculous so, so it, it, encu- it encompasses
0: 1989 wrestling <laughs> so the best one obviously the million dollar man Ted DiBiase in his green vest with the and yes. on it with Virgil standing next to him he pulls out the ball and it's like oh no he's like hey hey uh hey Slick come here Slick yep. come here he said, you happy your guys drew earlier you happy and he's like yeah yeah we're really happy he says well uh, let's talk some business so he takes him off the side and uh, we'll get to Ted DiBiase in a minute because Ted DiBiase was the ultimate schemer. But before that, we have one more match. Still discuss.
2: is, too, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. but No, no, that's <laughs> no, no. that's his son. What's it? Yeah. <laughs> Apple, Did you guys Apple, hear about The Apple gimmick doesn't fall terribly far from the tree, but we it will come back not. to that in a minute because I want to get into this last match before we go to the Rumble. Um, we have the Battle of the Kings. It is the singles match for the King of the Ring, the crown and the cape. It was King Haku joined by Bobby the Brain Heenan and King Harley Race who was also managed by Bobby Heenan as a member of the Heenan family. Um, Haku is Ming and uh, Ming and WCW. And Haku is uh, part of that Tongan um, Anawai um, uh, Polynesian family. Um, he's one of the, one of the cousins, one of the uncles, I'm not really entirely sure, but um, bottom line is Haku wins this match with a thrust kick to the throat and he pins Harley race um this was one of harley race's last matches in wwf before he left to manage vader in japan and in wcw uh i'm gonna take it to chef i'd love to hear your thoughts on haku ming uh being king haku and the king yeah no i i think you know he was i was like yeah i remember
1: this guy like seeing him in wcw as ming and things like that um you know when i saw harley race i was like who, who is this guy? This guy is the caffeine free diet Kroger brand, you know, Coca Cola over here of Sid Vicious. Um,
0: and
2: <laughs> don't you let him know that Man, Harley, but,
0: Race, Harley Race was the world, the NWA champion of the world. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm gonna say my piece about those legend. two people, Ryan. I want to, I'm gonna let <laughs> you finish, but I've got some, yeah, Ryan. Go, no, I, I thought it was, you
1: know, it was. It Was a good match, man. Like they, they were you know, test of strengths, you know, and Harley is doing well. And King Haku is just like he's he's a he's a tank. And it's it's kind of the the the, the common theme of like the unstoppable force versus the unmovable object, and Harley Race just wasn't unstoppable enough, and Haku is just too unmovable. So and
0: to be fair, Harley Race was damn near 50 in that match. But God bless him. So, two
2: things, right? <clears throat> First of all, we were talking about superstar Billy Graham rest in peace earlier. Um we haven't talked about um Jesse Ventura, which was at this one, right? And they've got yep. they've got his things. Jesse Ventura blatantly stole Billy Graham's gimmick. Like 100%. blatantly, I mean it's I mean it's worse than like John Cena and and Max Caster. Like it's like <laughs> I mean and and it's been stated that like he knew that he literally just took his gimmick and then he didn't quite get to where like you know hulk hogan was with it or whatever but you know yeah super you know superstar billy graham was you know jesse ventura before jesse ventura was jesse ventura so that but then secondly what most people don't know or at least maybe didn't know back then but a lot of marks or smarks know now is that this match should have been One of the greatest or most hyped up matches of all time because it was legitimately the two biggest legitimate badasses that the sport has ever seen. And any wrestler that you ask, they say the two toughest motherfuckers, pardon my French, in wrestling is Ming or Haku and Harley Race. They back. will always be the first two words that you hear out of any wrestler's mouth when you say, Who do you not want to mess with or who do you want to have your fight your back in a bar fight? Right. Oh, yeah. Chris Jericho's got some great, um, some great stories about him getting arrested in Mexico and Haku literally was ripping seven or eight people off of him at one time. I mean, Harley Race had hands that were basically like granite apparently that could just rip <laughs> through the bark of trees like hyperbole that probably wasn't even hyperbole but with these guys holds no bound and so these two guys fighting even though it may not have been like a knockdown drag out if you wanted to see an actual street fight between two of the hardest meanest toughest legitimate son of a bitches in 1989 maybe not so much harley race because he's a little bit past his prime but still it would be this match, and for me, this that makes this match really special because oh, I agree. it's kind of like a Smarts Dream match,
0: and I'm glad you and I'm glad you pointed on that too because I was thinking in the back of my head, I was just like, you know, we've been, we've been watching wrestling a long damn time, and I've been watching these guys forever, and you hear all these crazy stories about things that Harley did in the '70s and '80s, and you hear about crazy things that Haku did in the '80s and early '90s, and it's like, my God, these these guys. These guys are beasts. Like you know, they they. I'm in this. I'm in this group on uh, on social media. It's just like uh, wrestling through the years is what they call it. And they've been doing these matchups lately. And one of them was like Bam Bam Bigelow, Vader, and uh, Bronson Reed, and who would win that match? And I'm like, Vader would have crushed those guys because he was a a legitimate badass. Any guy whose eye pop eye pops out of the socket is hanging. Hanging from the optic nerve out of his face, and he shoves it back in and finishes the match is a badass. I don't care who you are. Wow. That's crazy. He got punched in the head so hard that his eyeball popped out of the orbit. And then he just shoves it back in and finishes the match. Yeah, that's what you gotta do, man. You know who's not gonna do that? Me. <laughs> I dislocated my shoulder. I dislocated my shoulder in a weightlifted meet, and it took 20 minutes for them to pop it back in. Did I go back out and compete?
2: Dude I stump my toe I take off work for a week so, <laughs> you know like <laughs> sometimes I sneeze and it pulls my back out of spot you, so you, like, get,
0: you, you get a cold and you think you're dying <laughs> yeah yeah I'm a baby when I get sick man now, Thank this, God, this would have sick. been this would have been our spot for the uh for the uh Instagram promo this would have been our social media spot right here yeah, talking about talking about us being being punks oh um, yeah I, I got i got marked all right, it's great. Okay, so let's do this thing. Uh, Nick, this is for you, pal. We're talking about the Royal Rumble. And something interesting was that it started out with Demolition, Axe, and Smash, and they had their theme music. They came out to their theme music. which They had great theme music. But no one else came out to theme music except for Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man, and uh, maybe Ted DiBiase. Everybody else just come out to the ring, and, and when the bell rings, and that's it like no theme music no fanfare they just all kind of slowly come out to the ring and uh you know you start with ax and smash and then you get you know um i can't remember who came out third andre the giant comes out third and i've got
1: them all written down right here yeah
0: okay great perfect so um
1: speaking of perfect mr perfect was after that
0: mr perfect was number four that's right uh i can't remember after that because they just kind of all run together but um so we've got I've got the
2: lineup here so you know you've got Axe Smash Andre the Giant Mr Perfect then we got Ronnie Garvin who was eliminated I think almost immediately by um, Andre the Giant and then you had Greg Diamond Valentine which is Mm -hmm. another one of my favorites growing up and then um later on Jake the snake came out was after that yeah Jake the snake was seven so which is weird because when he did the hopper he looked like he was excited about number seven but you know, like you were saying to your point, like who's going to be excited about being number four? But um, right. But yeah, then you had some I, some. I didn't know how much heat
1: Andre had with Jake at the time, and apparently, like when, oh, it was,
0: yeah, it was legitimate.
1: Yeah, like in the match, like Andre's like trying to take his head off, and like the camera would zoom in there, and Andre's like oh, doing and all these awesome faces of just like caveman, like trying to pull a head off of the uh,
2: a body. Andre had some of the best faces and I don't know if it's yeah. a natural thing or if he'd like worked on that, but like he had some of the best faces. Like uh, Anybody want a peanut?
0: <laughs> I'm the dead pilot robots. We're
2: on the brute squad. You are the brute squad.
0: <laughs> you are the brute squad.
2: Um, no.
1: But no, and then like, and then a, a couple people later, like a familiar face, like Shawn Michaels came out. I'm like, oh my God, Shawn Michaels, look at him. He's all... 21 and like
0: yeah giant that mullet was pre that thick. was pre fucking over marty Janetti too yeah yeah that was before yeah, yeah. Sherry was his manager too so anyway you got so as it stands randy savage comes out at 15 and then um later on hulk hogan comes out at 18 the biggest thing in this match is that accidentally accidentally uh hogan eliminates savage somewhere who was the world champion at the time yeah savage who was the world champion at the time uh he was the champion for over a year which is awesome um but this was one of the things that caused the implosion of the mega powers because the very next week on i think it was either saturday night's main event or one of these other shows um that was the one where savage bumped elizabeth off the ring apron and she fell to the mm. floor and um yeah the main event on, on the main event too february 3rd uh they're battling the big boss man and Akeem with slick and she falls off the uh, apron and hogan goes and gets her carries her to the back
2: he yeah, comes back
0: out savage gets pissed he slaps him and then he leaves and then when they're in the back trying to discuss what's going on because elizabeth's injured that's when savage attacks hogan and that's what leads us up to WrestleMania Five, but um, that's kind of later. What's now is eventually towards the end of the match, number thirty entrant who sold, uh, who Slick sold his uh, his his number two was the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, thinking he's going to win this match. Um, with a little bit of trickery, he he eliminates several people. He comes down to him being. It's him and Big John Studd at the end who had just returned to WWE after a short stint away. Uh, Big John Studd ends up being the winner of yeah. the Royal Rumble. And then, for fun, he just beats the shit out of Virgil at the end. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? Poor Virgil. Oh, man, he's still trying to sell autographs and shit in time uh, and time. He's not doing too good, bucks. yeah.
2: Poor Can God. we stop for a second and talk about the Bushwhackers? Because... They were my favorite tag team in the world back in the day. And that walk that they did, I used to just do that just all around. (laughs) And that walk to the ring. And just like, I don't know, we could sit here and talk about like all the gimmicks in this match. Like that you just don't really think about. Like you didn't, I didn't know the word gimmick existed in 1989, but like just Jake the snake throwing a snake into the ring. And, you know, and just the way and Andre was down like, down peace and, the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Andre, Andre was like, Andre screw was this. Of I'm out of here. He was legit. Shoot terrified. And going back yeah. on what you were talking about, Rob, with the whole Elizabeth thing and, or, or you know, with, with the, the mega powers was that um Randy was legitimate pissed and thought that Hogan was screwing his girl. Yeah. Like, that's real heat. That was a real thing. Or if it's yeah. not, they've literally kept it kayfabe for 30 plus years. Right. I mean, maybe. Like, like i mean they, they
0: told me that he would he would lock elizabeth in the uh, locker room in her own locker there's room there's been all kinds locker of stories i
2: heard it directly from jake the snake's mouth when like in, in person when you know remember I was when i was working with him or whatever he would tell me stories about how like no like that was a shoot like I, no cameras on so i mean maybe jake was working me but like you know i mean he's like no that shit was a shoot Randy was crazy and he was paranoid and he yeah. thought that everybody was screwing his girl And like and and when they brought it, I don't know if that's the reason they brought it into the storyline because you know McMahon likes doing that, you know, or if that was just something that came about from the storyline. But at whatever point the angle was, you know, it's 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 some real life drama that was um that was on captured on screen.
0: Well, Bischoff said it best: controversy creates cash, and nobody knew that better than Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, And I think that's I think a lot of that's why you had. Um, Edge and Matt Hardy and Lita as a storyline for for a year, and and you had uh, Triple H and Stephanie, and you know you had China and all these other. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: things, Sean and Sunny, Sean and Sunny, like things work, you know. And unfortunately, to the detriment of a lot of people's, you know, personal lives. I mean, every, Mark Henry and got the a Great
1: Butts and seats, man. Butts and seats. Butts and seats. If you if you, if you can do something that's gonna put more, put more butts and seats, that's 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 what we gotta do.
0: Butts and seats. Well, Nick, uh, Nick, thank you, friend. We uh, we hope you've enjoyed this review of the uh, Royal Rumble uh, from 1989. Congratulations to the. Well, Big hold John. on, we didn't talk
2: right. about Ben Jog's uh, Big John Stud. We gotta talk about that.
0: Well, I mean, He's, he won. He won the Rumble. He, I guess he gets his time. He,
2: he won the some bitch, right? Like he was another guy that was just like this massive person, but it's kind of interesting now to watch back. Like you have all these legends in this match. Like you literally like just go down the list between like Arn Anderson, Hulk Hogan, Jake, the snake Roberts, Andre Blanchard Giant, came Randy out. Like Blanchard Tolly Blanchard, like, like all these guys. And then big John stud wins. Yeah, Like, it, it, can you imagine being 1989? You have all these superstars here. You've got freaking Warlord or whatever his name was. Um, the 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 big Jack, he was like the biggest dude of them all back in the day. He oh, was yeah. part of the uh the powers of pain or whatever. Um, I mean, and and Big John Stud win. I could imagine that as a kid watching that, I'm like, what? How did he win? Because he was he was a big guy, but he wasn't a huge gimmick guy. He wasn't he wasn't crazy, crazy over. So you gotta think that Vince McMahon saw something in this guy to push him at some point in 1989. So I don't know. Well, I think
1: also like, you know, they, they, they kind of got the rumble going with all these, you know, in small promos of like the guys, like I'm going in here. I can't trust anybody. I got no friends, blah, blah, blah. And like a lot of them, including stud was like pretty stale. And then like you get a savage and a Hogan cutting their promos. I'm like, yeah, like these are, this is why these guys are superstars. And then yeah, then stud comes out and wins it. You're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah.
0: Like it was I cool. Think, I think too, um, I think too, based on who we are as fans of the industry, uh, I think we have a bias to some degree because as long as most of us have been fans of wrestling, we have the understanding that the Royal Rumble is a big deal because the winner of the rumble gets a shot at the title at wrestlemania that has become the prize back then mm-hmm. there was really no prize it was just okay you win the rumble and and it, it was and while it was it was always been one of the big four it wasn't this top tier paper career
1: changing moment premium
0: live event or whatever the hell it's it's not a, it's not a career changer like it is now um it,
2: it- It wasn't, but I think it is important for us to sit here and talk about, you know, Big John Studd. He was a huge, huge deal back then, you know, uh, no pun intended or whatever. But this was really his crowning achievement, right? Like, this was the biggest thing he ever did. And it's really sad to think about that, like, just a short four years later, he would be dead, right? This was uh, pretty much his last, other than being, like, a special guest referee at WrestleMania. This was, like, I believe his last match in WrestleMania or in you know in, in WWE he retired he retired in um from WWE in 89 or he was fired or whatever and he went on to the independent circuit so i don't know why that was i i didn't you know i never looked into that that might be something interesting to look into and give it a goog but um you know this was one of his last matches so the fact that he went over they obviously saw something in him, and then it ended up not panning out because, you know, just short afterwards, he was no longer with the company, and he was out doing little promo indie shows and VFWs. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, we got a uh, we got about. I do know, 20, 25 minutes left before we need to wrap it up. Uh, do we want to go ahead and get in some quick news or do we? Yes, wanna... let's
2: do the news. Let's do the news. Thank you, right. Nick, for that. That was awesome. That was a, an yeah. awesome time capsule and throwback. Guys, if you if anybody out there listening to us, all of our teams no. of fans out there, if you have anything that you want us to review or talk about or whatever, please send us messages. And we love making you guys happy. We're pleasers. We're here. We're here to serve the people. We are the people's podcast, so please send us messages in. We love it. Thank you again, Nick. You are the man, and um, that was great.
0: Ryan, Ryan's got something else to add. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No,
1: no that I, I, I was, I was a stretching. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> are you, uh, sure? you, you can, you can email us at betterthanbroadwaypodcast at gmail.com. Exactly nice. how it sounds. There you go. Um, and you know, on Facebook, Instagram, guys, we'll, we we check it. So, tell us what you want. And then, you know, we'll do it. Literally, you can say. Within
2: reason. Within reason.
1: Crash a car, and we're (laughs) like, all right. Well, I've got these two Hot Wheels. There you go. And, you know, move on.
0: All right. Well, the big news coming out of the industry this week is uh, Warner Brothers Discovery have released their uh, slate for the fall, summer and fall. And June 17th, Saturday night, 8 o'clock, we have AEW Collision which is now AEW's third series on the Turner uh, family of networks or the Warner Brothers Discovery family of networks. We have Dynamite on Wednesdays. We have Rampage on Fridays, and now we have Collision. And by the way, did anyone notice the AEW Collision logo looking a lot like the old Nitro logo. Like, Oh, it a, absolutely mm-hmm. did. But what I'm not going to let
2: that segue. I'm not going to let that segue go because Ryan literally went from the car crash. Like, we'll do two car crashes. And then you started talking about Collision. And that needs to be recognized because that might be the greatest segue in all of ba- Better Than Broadway. You're welcome. Yeah. And it, and yeah, it wasn't yeah. even intended. So <laughs> I'm going to pat myself on the back. On the I'm going to
0: pat you on. I'm going <laughs> to um, bury Horowitz myself for you.
1: Uh, Wait, so does that mean uh is rampage going away or no, they're just gonna no, go Wednesdays, no, no, we no. got Wednesday, saturday, saturday but we have Dark two live shows Dark now
0: elevation are now off the air yeah. youtube yeah. Is, mm-hmm. is no longer a thing you know now i don't know they're gonna take this thing on the road obviously uh the first uh the first episode of collision is rumored to be hailing from the united center in chicago and we they, don't
2: know it. And we all you know, what know that is. but have you guys watched the recent activity here within the last couple of days they have taken the united center off of the roster completely and Warner Brothers has made an announcement that CM Punk is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or AEW in any way shape or form they would they had talked about it before there was even a leaked email that came out that had his name on it and they had the Chicago Center as listed as one of the main things that they were going to go to I believe the first one like you said Rob but that is no longer out there now if this is a means to build some hype and, uh, you know, or if this is some type of more, you know, litigation issues that that CM Punk is having because they're not wanting to bring back a Steel, and he wanted a Steel to be brought back. Um, but there is some stuff going on, be it shoot or work that is um, making this kind of pull back. I don't know if it's good, bad, whatever. I mean, you guys, um, what do you guys think about that?
0: See, I'd heard they I'd heard they had already hired a Steel back week months ago
2: and and apparent yes you're right a couple of weeks ago that was the case but as of i believe thursday afternoon friday morning um it is now up in the air and it is not it's supposedly not a thing unless something has happened within the last 12 hours that i don't know about
0: i'll be damned, I'll be hmm. damned. Huh.
2: so yeah so united center no longer on the roster cm punk nowhere to be found they replaced all that stuff with uh mjf um, I think I feel like we're still going to see CM Punk. They, they've they've gone this far and done this much and jumped still through these him. many hoops to get this stuff going. Um, and as far as I know, the the merger, not the merger, but the collision deal itself, the television deal, much so hindered upon CM Punk being a part of it. So. Um, I think it's going to happen. I just think he's just such a son of a bitch to work with. And and part of me really, really hopes and prays that this is just him being the absolute best real-life heel that a heel can be in 2023 to get real heat because you can't do that anymore. Because if not, man, he's real kind real of heat. a piece of shit person. How do you really feel about it, Justin? <laughs> I feel like I need some more pancakes. That's what I feel like. I mean, damn it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um... It's going to be interesting you're hearing all these things and you know journalism is journalism and and rumors are rumors i mean and the only journalism we've got is that saturday june 17th eight o'clock collision you know this is this rumors are the show's going to be based around miro and thunder rosa and house of black and all these different characters and it's going to be somewhat of a brand split um soft brand split yeah yeah who knows uh i think it's a great opportunity for aew to continue to grow their fan base but jesus christ we've got five hours of aew on tv now You've four hours live four hours alive and yep. then you have one two three four five five hours of w yeah and then you got impact two hours of two hours of impact you got nxt MLW has a Friday night show, so I mean, like for somebody, for, for us, and for all the other uh, wrestling podcasts and and and, um, radio, it's a forty-hour
2: work week
1: just to keep a up. Yeah. Work week. we're gonna need you guys to actually start paying us, so then we can yeah. spend all this time watching so, wrestling to talk about it. Fantastic. So
0: please, so please, if any of you uh, have friends uh, who who have companies that would love to sponsor better than Broadway. And uh, BTB Media, we would really, really appreciate it so that we can uh, do some stuff like go to wrestling shows and, and have bigger, better guests on so that we can, you know, obviously serve you guys and, and, and give you all the, uh, the content that you want. I'd
2: like a butcher shop to sponsor us. Just imagine all the free steaks. I'd be happy with that. I'm a hungry boy. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, bacon is the bacon is the candy bar of meats. I don't know if you know that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, wouldn't that be Ryan? Ryan, this is your subject here. Wouldn't that be more of a pork belly? Uh, ooh, uh,
1: I mean, well, hang on you know pork belly is often diced into little bits so you know yeah. they're kind of those could be like the Reese's peanut butter cups of candy okay yeah that's but true. a strip of bacon yeah. I mean you can candy that with sugar so kind of kind of is a candy bar that's true that's, e- true. E- that's
2: true see
0: see never well, doubt that, me. Hey,
2: no that's why I deferred to our resident expert it's important <laughs> this is called journalism Robert never doubt yes Robert <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right, so where are we at here? Sorry, we, I, we had a collision, and then everything just went haywire. So now that we've covered the collision, what is next on the roster, Big Rob?
0: So uh, we've got, we've got a, a slate of pay-per-views this weekend. We have Night of Champions on Saturday, and then we have AEW's Double or Nothing on Sunday. I don't know if Impact has anything on Friday. Maybe they have Under Siege. I'll have to double-check that. While you guys talk about Night of Champions and uh, Double or Nothing, I will check on that. So uh, I'm excited so for
2: like, Night of Champions. Yeah, man, it, it looks like it's going to be a big. Has uh, Ryan? Have you? Can you? Will you agree that ever since um, Triple H is quote unquote taken over? I know that's like a conspiracy theory that he's, you know, he's not. Blah blah blah. This and that. I feel like if nothing else. Yeah. They have done a better job of making each premium live event feel like a Mm -hmm. big premium live event. We haven't had one that they haven't done something to. Even Backlash, which is typically a throwaway show, just the fact that they had it in Puerto Rico made it feel like a big thing. Oh, Backlash was amazing. Yeah, it absolutely was. was It absolutely was. But let's be honest, it was the crowd that made it amazing. 100% if they would have had that in Atlanta it would not have been nearly as hot of a show god no um so that's what I'm saying though they've just done something with each one of these matches to make it or with each one of these premium live events to make it feel big and they didn't do that before and like again I don't know who is to blame for that Blame's the wrong word I don't know who is to congratulate for that or to to honor but um it's just something that I've noticed a lot, you know, as, as, as someone who, you know, No,
1: they've they've definitely stepped up. My only problem with night of champions is the main event of Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. There's no championship there. Why is it happening? Everybody else, there's championship stakes on the line. And I get they have to put Cody versus Brock, but not that night. That is is the biggest
2: names. I mean, it should be for a belt though. Right. I mean, they should have done it up to where, one of them was going to win a belt, but I mean, we just don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, they're going to take Cody's a uh, weight belt. Is that, is but that what's again, gone? you know what? I, yeah, maybe that's what it is. But I mean, you know, he, here we are sitting here talking about what should happen and what could happen, what we want to happen as fans. But in the 1989 Royal rumble, big John stud wouldn't, that didn't make any fucking sense at all. So it's kind of always been that way with pro wrestling so that, you know, we can, we can always expect to see and mm-hmm. hear the unexpected.
0: Well, you know, like you said earlier, it was kind of like John John's swan song in WWE. So maybe it was a thank you from Vince for all the years of service. I don't know. Who knows? But um, I I was right. Um, Impact Wrestling on Friday night will have their Under Siege pay per view. So this is going to be a huge weekend for wrestling. Memorial Day weekend because you got Under Siege on Friday, you got Night of Champions on Saturday, you got Double or Nothing on Sunday. I'm going to be working in Florida for the whole weekend so i'm gonna miss all this shit which i'm
1: but i wonder if impact uh uh, pay-per-view is why uh certain someone um delayed us
2: oh yeah yeah are we allowed to talk about that yeah we're not gonna talk about that yet we do have some great awesome big stuff in the works guys we're really excited about it so but we're not uh, at liberty to speak of it at this time but we do have some cool guests some cool people coming on and some cool topics to review and stuff in the future But um, yes, going back to Night of Champions, Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes, I do think that it's going to be a good match. Um, Who do you guys think is going to win, Rob?
0: Uh, Cody has to win. Um, Unless they're planning on doing a rubber match with him and Brock, I feel like Cody has to win this one. Um,
2: If they did that, would it be at SummerSlam?
0: Or it would be next month at um, uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, leading Money in the Bank. SummerSlam because, yeah. you know.
2: Heads up, guys, real quick. My battery is super low on my um, computer and it's going to die. And I don't know where my charge is at. So if I lo- if you lose me,
0: we'll wrap Justin
2: it. dies. Out yeah. time. I'll never talk to you again.
0: <laughs> um, I think, I think uh, again, Cody's got to win this one. But at the same time. I feel like Brock needs to win this one because you know, he, hasn't, he, he hasn't had a marquee win in a while. He uh, had a DQ with Lashley. He hasn't beat Roman. He can't, for some reason, he can't you know, defeat the, the tribal chief. Uh, Cody is the biggest baby face in the company right now, and to kill his momentum by having him lose to Brock would be tough. What if, uh, what if Brock wins uh, what point, man?
1: really nastily? You know, like, and.
0: Oh, if he brutalizes him, great. Maybe it's a DQ. Maybe maybe Brock just beats his ass and bloodies him and just leaves him in a in a a pool of his own blood and then just walks away with with something happened to
2: to, but something to happen to get brock Mm -hmm. to get the upper hand though that could still make cody look strong and then set up the rubber match i think that's realistically the most thing you know the thing is going to happen i mean in a big series like this with two big people you very very rarely just see two matches and then it's over you see three four whatever Right. Like Seth Rollins, or you know, they did that with him. You're going to see at least two or three matches between Cody and Roman Reigns at some point. And they're just taking longer and they're going on, you know, um, side quest, let's say right Mm -hmm. now. So Brock Lesnar is a big ass side quest. Big one. A lot of experience in that one. um, Real quick on the other stuff that's going on the card, though, because, you know, it's the night of the champions. We got, uh, got,
0: you know, Mustafa Ali versus uh, Gunter. Can't wait for that. Gunther's gonna kill him, but it's either way it's gonna be great because uh mustafa Ali is finally getting a title opportunity, which I think he richly deserves. I think he's a fantastic talent and uh i uh, I really love uh watching him work he's he's very unique uh he's he's uh you know some people have called him ricochet light but uh <laughs> you know I, I I think he's great and and this gimmick that he's got right now where he's positively um positive ali it's it's really great um, positive that
2: i'm jealous of his hair that's about it
0: yeah there you go um the big match obviously uh roman reigns and solo sokoa versus uh sammy and kevin for the tag titles um
2: that's the one that's confusing to me guys it, it god that's that, confusing to me
0: how, how just first off how and why are we going Roman four belts? Like, are we really going Roman
2: four belts? Oh, I don't know. You know, I just think it's it's a good opportunity. Uh, what bothers me is that this is going to be in Saudi Arabia, right?
0: Well, it, oh, right? this is important. This is important. We didn't talk about this. Um, the reason that Sammy is going to be in Saudi Arabia for this is because Diplomatic relations between Saudi Arabia and Syria have improved, improved, Yes, and this has given Sammy the green light to come. Now, the question is, is Paul Heyman going to be in Saudi Arabia based on his heritage? He was there last time, wasn't he? He was there for Crown Jewel, yeah?
2: He was there for Crown Jewel, I believe. Oh, man, I I don't know. Maybe he wasn't i'm trying to remember we'd have to look that up the the people you guys in the comments leave that let us know if that is if you can remember that or not but um yeah it is interesting and i would like to think that sammy would be like i'm only gonna go if you let me win if you put me over you know for this one because Mm -hmm. that would be a big win for sammy and his culture and religion right um i just think that that's the right thing to do i just don't know if saudi arabia is gonna let it happen since they're the ones that are booking And man, I don't know. I almost hope that I don't want to see Roman win the belts. I really don't. I don't see how that fixes or helps anything unless it somehow creates some rift between Jay and Roman. And then you finally get the Jay and Roman feud. But aren't they like kind of teasing like a Roman versus solo? no i think that it's more it's more the jay versus roman right now i mm. mean there's been cracks and mm. dissension across everybody and everything i mean solo has been at jay's throat for months and everything else so i mean it's i think um, solo's it, gonna snap and take it to roman I, I don't think solo's ready right just like just like cody said yeah, solo's yeah. not ready solo's not ready you know they've been pushing the shit out on they're protecting him very well they're making him seem really strong and hiding all of his weaknesses but he's not ready for that title it's it's gonna be a long time before he's ready for that jay, jay is ready for it sammy's ready for it kevin's ready for it cody's ready for it everybody else is ready for it fuck J- jimmy's probably ready for it but the yeah. solo's not ready
0: we do have a uh, we do have two women's matches on the uh on the docket. We have Bianca Belair and Asuka for the uh what would be the raw women's title, which they haven't they haven't switched titles yet. And uh does Rhea Ripley have a match on this thing yet?
2: I don't think so. I, I, I think it's so. not it's not listed unless they're gonna do something um, some
0: angle next week just to yeah. just to put it together. I, I you know, she had her moment of backlash with, with Thea. Uh, not Thea, uh, damn it, sorry. Uh um Zelina. Yeah. Calling her by, her, call her by her real name, Sorry. Um, Thea Trinidad, you're the best. You're awesome. Um, love to have you on the show. And um, but no, and then, you, and then you've got then you've got uh, uh, Becky Lynch and Trish. That's going to be a great match.
2: Mm-hmm. That will be a good grudge match. I think that'll be good. I think it's always fun to see these female shows or these female matches highlighted over in Saudi Arabia. It's always gonna be interesting to see their attire because you know we know that this is like a non-canon as far yet. Yeah, it's very yeah. very modest. Um, it's see what they can do to. It's modest, but it's still very risque. Push the boundaries there, yeah. So for sure, but you know, um, the big match that we haven't talked about yet is Seth and Rollins and AJ Styles for the new and first World Heavyweight Champion. Um, what do you guys think of that one? Because that's 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 gonna be could definitely be the match of the night as far as just technical goes, right? I think, you know, it could
1: easily be the, I mean, AJ Styles is so underrated for what he can do in the ring. And, you know, I think Seth Rollins is like fuel to a fire. The more AJ elevates, the more uh, uh, Seth Rollins is going to escalate. So I think, yeah, this could be a match of the evening. I think it's going to be a lot of flying around. It's going to be a lot of, you know, banging on each other uh i'm not gonna say it don't worry rob you know, get, get, you know calm down um but no and it's gonna be some beautiful beautiful hair you yeah, know it's, a beautiful- it's gonna be it's gonna be a l'oreal shampoo commercial of just <laughs> men with hair Sassoon, oh, yes yes it's gonna be everywhere <laughs> oh
2: my god yes yes <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no i think i think that really could be the match in tonight. night. interesting
0: I, interesting fact when it comes we there in, interesting oh, fact. Bro. i'm good i'm good interesting fact is that uh in inaugural championship matches currently seth rollins is one and one he won the nxt title lost the universal and now he's got a shot at the world heavyweight championship so interesting little little uh factoid there uh seth rollins is uh the inaugural champion champion
2: (laughs) (laughs) i like it i like it yeah well
0: gentlemen is there anything else did rob die nah we're good we'll discuss uh we'll do the uh we'll do the fallout of undersea we'll do the fallout of night of champions and we'll do the fallout of double or nothing uh next week on better than broadway for uh Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on social media at, at Better Than Broadway on the Instagram. Uh, send us your questions, your comments. Uh, we've got Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. We're all over the world. Come find us somewhere. We're going to have mm-hmm. a good time. We've got a YouTube channel now. It's going to be We're great. showing up at random uh, for,
2: Applebee's across the nation. Just come talk to us. Buy us a drink.
0: Absolutely. But yeah, hey, let, let us know what you guys, guys want. Yeah. I, yeah. Awesome. For The Chef and Metsy, I'm Coach Rob. Happy wrestling, everybody. See y'all soon. See you guys later you